Hey guys, I know I like to bring you, uh, we're going to say for the sake of, of not having a better term right now, but a feel good story. Uh, we've been able to bring on, you know, some famous musicians, uh, like the lead singer for, uh, Everclear, when he was able to come on and, and talk about everything uh, that was was going on, Art, Art Alexakis, uh, in his life, everything he overcame. We've had, uh, you know, NFL players on. We've had Mandy Lemon on to tell you about, God forbid, everything that happened in her life. Uh, but these are people that are kind of well-known, that travel around and discuss these things on a regular basis. And I thought it would be really good to have on a story that's probably as incredible as any of them we've had on from somebody that's just like you, just like me. This is somebody who had a lot of turmoil in life, a lot of a lot of reasons to give up that turned it around. And uh, I, I'm proud to say that I've been able to see this transformation. Uh, pretty close up because uh, Andy Beatty and and I have have actually become close over the last three, four, five months, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of him. So, with that being said, uh, Andy, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, Jerry, and you just about made me cry. So, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, what I want to do is I want you to take some time, and before we met, before we ever talked. And tell the people as much stuff as you possibly can that you felt like that was wrong with your life. The things that you told me when we first talked that, that put you into what, what I would say was probably uh, rock bottom uh, as far as a mental state. Uh, but, and you had a lot of reasons to, to feel like you were there. And uh, I think that's going to be beneficial to everybody listening to hear what you were dealing with and what put you there, uh, because I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to it. So just I'm going to turn it over to you and take as much time as as you need to to just talk about everything in your life that you felt was was just disaster. Well, I think personally that I would start with this depression enemy of everyone's everyone has this weird depression man but i have had this thing lingering for so long and it's always been there what drove me recently though to that point was definitely heartbreak and feeling uh, like i was not worthy even though i have three beautiful beautiful children and they came later in life. I I had to struggle and I had to fight. And I think that I had to break in order to feel worthy of life. And I think it's okay that we break. I think that's okay. I think that everyone needs to understand it's okay to break. Not to, you know, go too far into it. But um. My first whole issue started as a child, of course. You know, I was depressed, whatever. It happens. But um, I had this first child. I was addicted to opiates. And I was just turned away from. 
the girl that my daughter Eleanor is to, completely turned her back on me when I needed her. But I needed that learning point, I suppose. Uh, then came into this other situation where I met this other girl that I had known as a child, actually. And we got together and had three children, or two children, sorry. Um, we had two children. While I was a very hard alcoholic, I was drinking 100 proof vodka every single day. And at that point, I thought, oh, this is it. It's no big deal. I had one kid, but I could just go away. It'd be no big deal. Um, but she made me feel like it was okay. Her and I were together for a very, very long time. Then it just all went to hell. It all went to this <laughs> negative place where her and I both coexisting together felt like, I, I don't want you in my life. And <laughs> that's what led me to this whole thing of, I wanted to kill myself. I genuinely wanted to just be done. I was sick and tired of the thoughts in my head because depression builds up this ladder of you just feel like there's no hope and no hope and no hope. And it's just a false reality that you're putting into your own head you know uh, the stuff in my past is definitely not the best I was homeless for a while I ran away for a while I lived in very bad circumstances for a while you know and I never thought there would ever be a positive in my life and I kept building up in my head when uh, my daughter Eleanor's mother was pregnant with her I kept building this thought up because I had the opiate addiction at the time that I thought once she's born it's all going to go away it's all going to fix itself and that's so stupid to think I guess now that I look back on it um, and I had to beat myself up I had to say to myself that there's something else however it always leads into that depression thing that kills people it hurts people it's an enemy depression is an enemy and i was at my worst when i met my younger two mother and she kind of saved me kind of she got me out of that liquor, drinking 100 proof vodka every day. And it made me feel like there was hope. However, the whole thing that led to our conversation, Jerry, you and I talked on the phone for about two hours. Mm -hmm. You and I, had, we, we had never actually talked on the phone. We'd only sent messages back and forth on Facebook. And when that day happened, I was at work in the morning, and I 
could not stop crying. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't stop crying all day long. And I went up to my boss and I was like, hey, I, I got to leave. I'm just really not doing okay today. When I left there, I headed straight for that old demon, the thicker, I guess. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Before we get deeper into that part. Okay. Yes. Are you comfortable with talking about more details as to what put you there, what made you so unhappy at home, or would you rather just leave it where it's at? No, that's fine. Um, I guess the whole issue was that in that time, the girl and I were never meant to be. And that sounds awful. That sounds terrible. I respect everything that she is as my children's mother, but I feel that she's been given a silver spoon her whole life, and it makes me, as a child who was grow, grew up on a uh, not-so-great level, makes me feel different. My father was hit by a vehicle at—I was four years old. Um, he was a mechanic, and at the time, he was— working for a shop that worked for Schwann's. I don't know if you have Schwann's yep. around where you are, but yeah, at the, the time, <laughs> yeah, at the time they had Tony's pizza trucks as well. And he was going out to service a Tony's pizza truck and was climbing up on the stairs to get to the driver to talk with him. And a drunk driver came and swiped him off the side of it and drug him under the vehicle for 200 yards. I mean, that's a long distance. Yes, it is. That's two football he, fields. Yes. He was pronounced dead multiple times. And ever since then, just things weren't good with my family. And I can say I'm 36 years old now, and my mother and father are still together, and that's a miracle. That's <laughs> something special, you know? And that's probably more than most people ever either way i digress um <laughs> yeah let, so. let me do this let, let me jump in not to tell your story no yeah that's but, what I, but my but from my story is all over the place i'm sorry jerry i you're, no you're okay but i want to i want to kind of talk about when when i have conversations with people and it's not just me it's anybody that's conversations one of the things that, that i find is when people are really going through it and mm -hmm. i say this lovingly they don't want to hear the solutions or the possible solutions and they a lot of times have excuses why that won't work yes you're right and 100%. the reason i bring that up is because the conversation that we had that day i want to touch on some of the stuff that you had told me and if I'm out of line, like I said, let me know. We'll edit it out. But nope, nope. go ahead. Here's the here's the basics. When we started talking online, your thing was, you know, I live with my 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 girl, my kids, and my in laws, her parents, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm and they hate me. And yeah. of course, I told you that's probably not the case. That's probably just what you're thinking. You know, because that that would be the a common thing when you're down on yourself to think that. 
Uh, and of course, you told me you felt like that they they thought that she could have always done better. And, you know, you had that situation. Then you told me that you actually thought that your your girl, your partner hated you as well, which, again, I said, I doubt that's the case. Then we go back to if you're unhappy, why don't you just leave, Andy? And you told me a couple of things that were legit. First of all, you live in a uh, a small town, a very small town. So very, that, very small. That actually ties in with, you know, when I was like, you're like, I don't have the money to be able to move because I don't make a lot of my job. And it come to find out on your job, you actually work for her relative, her uncle. No, no, no. So, it's my uncle. It's my uncle. Oh, your uncle, your uncle, your uncle. Yeah, so, yes. But, but that's a, but it's a family member, well, and you and you felt obligated to be there because he helped put you through some classes and stuff like that. And so you didn't want to. Yep, you didn't want to leave for that reason. So that that makes sense. But at the same time, it still was like, why don't you move out? Well, I can't because of this. Well, what about this? Well, I can't because of that. And then you inform me. I'm like, well, why don't you go to the next town over where you could make more money? And you told me you didn't have a, 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 a ability to drive because of a drunk driving arrest or, or, or a conviction in the past. So you didn't have a license. So you've got a lot of things that are legitimately stacked up against you. Those aren't mm-hmm. things you can just fix. If you can't, if you don't have a license, you don't have a license. And it's hard to, to get to another place that's out of town if you can't drive and all that. So these are the kind of stuff. This is this is the stuff that was building up to kind of put you when we first started talking. Then you actually uh found out some stuff was going on behind your back at the house that confirmed some of what you were thinking. Now you can get into that if you want to or or, or not. That's totally on you. Uh, I'm not trying to get completely uh, divulge all your business to everybody listening, but you found out some stuff that was very hurtful and made it very difficult to still live there, yeah. which led to where you were that day at work. Yeah. Um, so I'll, day, I'll let you pick it up yeah, from there. The day before that had all happened and we spoke on the phone. Um, I had actually gone to pick my daughter up from her mother's house because she did not go to school. And so I was like, well, I'm going to pick her up at lunch and I'll take her home, you know, but I had felt there was something else going on because she had given me this weird vibe. The girl I had been with at the time, you know, gave me this weird thing. I, so I took my daughter home to her house and I felt weird about it. And I was like, there's something else about what's going on. I can feel there's something else going on here, you know? And then the truth or semi truth came out. So I couldn't give that up there at that time because I've battled this depression so long in my life that I couldn't give up this thought that just kept lingering in my head. You know, even if I were to say everything's fine, it was still going to linger in my head. Either way, I went to work the next day and that was the day that I left and went and wanted to kill myself. Honestly, Jerry, I wanted to just be done that day. And that was a Wednesday. 
I, I wanted to just completely stop all the feelings. And that's bullshit because I have three beautiful children. So beautiful. That I hate the thought that I ever had there. But uh, so that day, if you don't mind, I would like to explain that day. Absolutely. I left work and I thought to myself, where the hell am I going to go? And the first thought that popped into my head was like, hey, that old demon, you know, liquor, it should come around again. And I went to the liquor store here in my very small town. And I got liquor and I was like, where am I going to go? Where can I be safe? And I thought, well, no one lives at my grandmother's house now. I'll just go there. So I went there and I sat on the back deck of the garage there. I had said to you, are you busy? I remember specifically saying, are you busy? And you had told me you were recording. And I just kept drinking. And I, I forgot, honestly, Jerry, I forgot that I had asked you if you were busy. And then I got this call from Lexington. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's this? Spam. <laughs> yeah it's got to be some telemarketer <laughs> but i answered and i heard a familiar voice and i was like oh and uh man the the stuff we talked about that day i went from i'm gonna do this to laughing to tears to laughing to maybe it's all okay and I don't want people to think that it's a false thing to just like, oh, you can put your faith in one person and to feel everything's okay, because that's not the case. I, I didn't just rely on you as my savior or anything. <laughs> in fact, I remember at one point you said to me, well, I said to you, don't therapy me, Jerry. And you said, I'm not therapying you. <laughs> and, uh, but it was the truth. That was the truth. You were giving me a therapy. Whether you know it or not, you were. And that's what I want to spread to other people. I want people to know it's okay to break down. It's fine. We're allowed to break down. We're human. It's okay to break down. As long as you're willing to build yourself back up. Like, uh, there's so much love that other people that you may never actually know want to give you people care and that's what the group has shown me that's what the uh whole group has actually the group is amazing in every sense um but that day i was ready to be done it really was and then I left my grandmother's house and I thought to myself that like, well, maybe it's not that. Maybe we can just fix this. Maybe I can build myself back up. Maybe I'm all right. It's not as terrible as I think. 
And I guess that's the message I want to show to other people is that it's okay to be down. It's okay to feel that you have got to your complete edge. But people love you. Even if you don't know them, people love you. People want you to be there. People want you to be okay. I want everyone to be okay. I want to be okay. I want you to be okay. I want, you know, it sounds crazy. And when I keep saying it to myself in my head, I feel like I might be crazy. But <laughs> I think everything's okay. And I think everyone can be okay. And I think that everyone has purpose and everyone is beautiful. And it takes a freight train to hit you in order to understand that it's okay. But it's okay. Let's let's talk about that. Cause because you're not the Andy right now. You're not the Andy that, that I first came to know several weeks ago. Hell no. you were you were a shell of, of yourself. You had no confidence. You were a musician who had pretty much all but given up music. You, yeah, and, and now you I'm felt you were in a recording album. <laughs> yeah, you were in a relationship that, for all intents and purposes, you felt like was over or on the verge. And then when I talked to you that day, just just to make sure people realize where you were and where you where you got to after the fact you the day that i talked to you felt like you didn't have enough money to get your own place you were living with your in-laws that you felt like hated you and you were now living with uh in a relationship that you felt like was 100 over and couldn't be fixed that's a tough place to be in because you're like i live with people who don't want me there and it's 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 a situation I don't want to be in, but I don't have anywhere to go and I can't afford to go anywhere else. And that was everything that you told me in the conversation when I would say, why don't you do this? I don't make enough money. Why don't you do this? Well, I live in a small town. Why don't you go get another job? I can't go there because I don't have a license. You had legitimate excuses. But also those oh. are excuses, Jerry. Okay, but I yeah. but and, and that's and that's the point. Because you had an excuse for anything that got brought up, and that's not a knock. That's what most. No, of no, us I, do. I agree one hundred percent. I I gave you an excuse for everything you could throw at me. But where were you? What happened? Okay, let's. I'm gonna. I'm even gonna backtrack a little further. I think it was about four or five days, maybe after that conversation, you sent me a message. And said you woke up and it was you just basically had an epiphany that you you wanted to be around, you wanted to be there for your kids, and you knew you could you could make stuff happen. Yeah, I I don't want to say I woke up and just realized it because that sounds like bullshit to me. Right. But I found myself worth. And I understood myself, finally, for the first time, possibly in my entire life, I understood myself and who I was and what I needed to be in order to live this life. Because, let's be honest, it sucks at times. It really fucking sucks. And 
we have to just endure and we have to just keep pushing because there's no other choice. And that comes off as either a, a negative that you're just going to dwell on or B something that's going to make you grow. And I feel like when I woke up that morning, I wanted to finally be positive. I finally wanted to find myself. I finally wanted to love myself. And that's a very, very hard thing to do. You know, when you look in the mirror daily and you think, ugh, you've done nothing but fail, you know, change that. Because that's the only way it's going to happen. No one else, not a single other person, can actually force that happiness for you to look in the mirror and think, you are a great person. And I just chose. And I know it's hard to choose to do that. And I know that a lot of people can't just switch that. And I feel like I'm so thankful that I was able to do it so quickly because I know that it's not that quick. It's not that easy. And I just want people to know that it's okay. We can all fix ourselves. We can all fix one another as long as we love one another. Even though it sounds like bullshit. Again, it sounds like some, you know, like nursery rhyme or something. But it can be okay. We all can be okay. And that's my thing that I have tried to push to the group. The other day when I had posted about, tell me one thing that made you smile. That should be a daily thought in everyone's mind. Think of one thing that made you smile. One thing that made you happy. One thing that you truly and honestly want to tell the world. I don't, I I guess that's, uh, yeah. Well, let, let me say this. You, when we talked that day, you had no intentions on finishing out that day i mean let's be no, honest yeah, that was, I, I was going to be dead by the end of the day in my mind and we talked for two hours or so and much of that was you telling me not to uh therapy you <laughs> um, <laughs> you you were you were a tough nut to crack that day and but you know whenever i talk to people and you're going to encounter this because i know you're talking to people you know, it's you have to be patient because you're dealing with somebody on the other end that has their mind made up. Either they've got their mind made up that they're a failure or they've got their mind made up that they don't want to live or they've got their mind made up that that they can never pull out of the hole they're in. But they've got their mind made up on something and it takes a while to persuade them the other way. And. I can tell you that when you started sending me messages saying, hey, I, I, I see this now, 
you know, that doesn't mean it's all roses after that. You still have bad days because uh, it's not easy to just flip a switch. But when you told me you were going to go look at a place, look at look look at uh, at your own place to live, which is something that literally two weeks before you said wasn't even possible to do. Yeah, and now I'm sitting here in my living room. Yeah, and, and then you send me a picture of a key. Yeah, and I couldn't have been happier or more proud of you. And this literally was, I think, for the time that you got your own place with what three weeks maybe. After we had our conversation, yeah, yeah, maybe a month, three, but Give three or four take, weeks, yeah. yeah, three, three to four weeks after you saying this wasn't possible, that those were your words, wasn't possible, and 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 you made it happen, and I don't, I haven't heard a negative word from you since you said, hey, I, I basically am going to be positive. I know what I got to do, and, and I, you have, you know. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt there. But I can tell you, man, uh, New Year's this year, I did have those feelings. I sat in my house here and I was alone. My oldest daughter had gone to her mother's and my younger two still live with their mother. And I was sat here alone and I listened to music. And I almost got to a point that I just was upset with it. But then I looked around and I, I I understood what I accomplished. And then that's why I uh, posted to the group the next day. You know, New Year's Day, I posted and just telling everyone, hey, it's okay. It's okay. We all have feelings. We can all work through feelings. It's a big thing. Working through your feelings. Being able to understand your feelings or yourself, not even your feelings, understanding who you are and why you're here. We're all here for something. And I don't do the religion thing, but, you know, we're all here for something. We're all here for some reason. And it's okay to accept it. I know it's hard at times, but sometimes it's fine to just sit back and go, this is it. This is the one. This is it, I guess. I think what I enjoyed the most uh, was the excitement level in your voice. You would send me a text and it would be like, Man, I, I truly know what it feels like to be alive now. I I, I have I, I don't know that I've ever felt like this in my life. It was just something freeing about just accepting that you're not a loser, you're not a failure, that you can go out and do your own thing. You don't have to be trapped, because I'm sure that's the way you felt most of the time, like you were trapped. Oh yeah. But now you are in 100 control of your life. And you're you're doing the best to be the best dad you can be and provide and everything that you could possibly be. But you're, the excitement level that you had to be alive when three weeks earlier, you wanted anything but to be alive. But that's and, what everyone needs to accept is that we need that. We, we all, and that's the word I've used in the group is we, we, you know, we all as one can be okay. You know, there are people that 
care. There are people that want you there. It's hard to see at times. It really is. It really, really is. But there are people that care about you and want you there and want to know that you're okay. We. That's a whole. We. I agree 100%. And, you know, I just... I just love that when I would talk to you, you would be like, man, I wish that I wish that everybody could experience what I've experienced in that uh, enlightenment of where you're at. And, and yeah, the, the understanding, understanding, the understanding of who we are and, you know, being there to live for yourself is something that I've learned. Being there to care about yourself and care about your life is so bizarre to me. It's mind-boggling, actually. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. And like I said, I've told you a thousand times, I couldn't be happier for how your life has turned out, especially in a shorter period of time as it actually did. And even more, even more so than that, you immediately went to, I want to help other people. I want to, yeah. I want other people to experience what I've been able to do. I want to show other people that no matter how bleak it looks, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And that's why we're doing this. And, yes. you know, yes. it's all it's all about the fact that you wanted to be able to share your story to show people if I did it, you can do it. I don't want people to feel like they're unworthy or they don't have a reason because you do no matter what, no matter how hard the situation might be, you have a reason you have a purpose and it might be something simple. It might be something as little as, well, tomorrow you're going to, find success you know or it may be as anything i don't i don't even know uh, i want people to know they're loved i want people to know that it's okay for us to be who we are and what we're doing in life isn't horrible we are humans we're all human you know we're flawed we're fucked up you know, it just happens. But we can all get this put back to normal together. Rely on those people around you. Help uh, comes in many forms. I I want people to know that you can reach out. You can ask anyone just to listen to you. And if they don't, they're not a person you need in life. That that means so much coming from you, Andy, because we didn't touch on this, and I'm, and I know it's a sensitive subject, so I'm not going to linger to it. But one of the things that when we very first started talking, you told me that you didn't feel like you had anybody. You're you had lost your friend six months before one of your your best friends to suicide, which yeah. was a a problem, another problem you were dealing with. And, and that's what made 2022 one of the worst that and many things, but yes, but, but you felt like you had nobody. 
Literally, yeah. you said nobody likes you. Nobody wants to be in your life. Anybody that you had in your life finds a way to leave. And that was that was your thoughts on you as a person. That it must be something wrong with you. Yeah. And how I, do you I think, feel how do you feel about that today? What's your I, thoughts on that situation today? I feel like I was trying to protect myself from my true emotions, actually. I think I was trying to build myself into a small room of this is what you are. This is who you are. When Lucas did his thing and shot himself, it fucked me up, man. I'm not going to lie. It fucked me up bad. And that was one of the things that you had said to me about Kevin doing his stuff that happened or whatever, you know, with your life. And I felt this emptiness of, I'm sorry I didn't know that he was so sad. I'm sorry he couldn't reach out to me, you know? And then I led into this other sense later that was like, I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm done. I'm going to just off myself. I felt so selfish now, or I feel selfish now because of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to still talk about that, sure. to be honest with you. Um, I felt like I wasn't there for him, and that kills me. I feel like I wasn't Obviously. Well, and so, that's not the case. That's not the case at all. I, know, I, mean, I understand. You that. know, so so many times people go through things and they just don't let other people know. I mean, it's it's a common thing with people that commit suicide is that in most cases, you never even heard anything from them about any uh, any thoughts on suicide. It just catches everybody off guard. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sad when it happens and everybody has those thoughts on what could I have done or I should have been able to do something. But the reality of it is more times than not, you're unaware that there was an issue to begin with. And that's, you know, at, something at you least can't that big of an issue. For. Yeah, at least right, that right. big of the issue. Um, and everyone wants to be there. They want to be that hero that superhero you know but we're not superheroes we can't do that we're not that kind of actual lifestyle i guess that's not real um and now that i look back on my thoughts of that day that we talked i think how messed up is that of me to want to leave everyone that cares about me in that thought frame you know the way i feel about lucas being gone how could i ever think that it's okay for me to just leave my children my family you know like in that manner that's really messed up it's, it, it makes it, me feel yeah. selfish and, and I can, I get that, but when you're in that state, and I, and I think I even wrote this in, in, in my book, when you're in that state of mind, you're not thinking logically, logical, you thinks like that. But when you're in that situation, 
you you're not thinking clearly you're thinking everybody's better off without you you're thinking that you just want the pain to go away you're thinking that it's the only way out yeah you see yeah. differently after you're out of that fog but i mean it literally is like being in a fog when you're in that moment and you know i used to always say i never could understand how somebody could commit suicide but after i was in the situation i realized it a little more because you you know you're not the person that you normally are in that situation. You just, you're not thinking the way you would, you would normally think. And uh, it's a sad state to be in, but I understand it a lot more. And I, I will try, and I'm not going to say I've never said it, but I try not to ever say somebody who commits suicide is selfish because I do realize that they're not thinking in, in, in the right frame of mind when they commit that act usually. Yeah. And I agree with that. It's that exactly I, I don't want to think of it selfishly but it is in my thoughts it's hard to get beyond that because when i break it down and i've been in that situation and i've felt like this is it i'm done it's selfish that's selfish of me to have thought you know i'm gonna hurt way more people in my life than i would myself so why would you ever think that way? Right. And I, and I get that, but you weren't thinking that way that day. No, no, because not something all. had, because something had taken over the rational you gets that, you know, yeah. but you know, we, 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 we've been in that situation so we can reflect back now on a different, on a different light. Andy, buddy, I'm going to end with saying that I absolutely love you. I'm glad that we've gotten a chance to know each other and talk so much over the past six, seven, eight weeks. The last, uh, the last couple of months has been a roller coaster, uh, for you, I know, but I, I don't think I've been ever been so happy to see somebody turn it around as you did, because, you know, so many people don't, and you found a way to be determined enough to just make it happen. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm proud of it. I totally appreciate that. And I wholeheartedly thank you for giving me those hours to talk on the phone and giving me your story and making me understand that it's okay. We can all be okay. And I just want to, like anyone in the group, please reach out to me. If you need to talk, I'm here. That's awesome, brother. Thank you so much, Andy. I appreciate it, brother. And looking forward to uh, many successful years of uh, good music coming out. I know you're getting ready to try to put out an album and uh, I can't wait to hear it. Yes, thank you.